Check it out, uh. Come back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been around will know. I'm talking about owning something, giving my homie something, teaching the youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show. Thoughts of an average show, just the thoughts of an average show. This is an Average Joe Media Production. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe Podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, your favorite Average Joe. Let's try this again, because, uh... <laughs> y'all, the first time, we was, we was like five minutes in. I ain't even press record, so we had to do this all over again. I got a couple with me today. How y'all doing? Introduce yourselves. Great. Doing well. Marcus here. Chaz. Okay. How's your mental health? Good. That's great. That's great. Mine's is good. I'm ready to leave. Ready to venture out the nest. Do my own thing. You know, I'm the last one out of my siblings. Time for me to expand. Free your wings. Yeah, exactly. Free my <laughs> wings. Spread your wings. I'm tired of being shackled down. Yeah, I'm saying you know what I'm saying so. All right, so today's topic, right, is going to be marrying later in life. There's a lot of people nowadays in this generation that has been getting married later in life, as opposed to earlier. A lot of people in this generation having kids later, as opposed to earlier. Which, me personally, I think is a good thing. But what is later? Because I mean, I don't feel like I was late. Okay, so like, from what society tells me, if you're like. 34 and later it's late i think personally if you like 36 that's late that's probably gonna be me like 36 but also i don't like most of my friends like some of my friends that have kids early they be like oh when i'm 35 my kid's 18 but i don't want to do that like i'm saying (laughs) oh my god Sorry, <laughs> like woo. <laughs> I wouldn't have, like I would not be able yeah. to have done that. I think there are people who can handle it, uh-huh. but I know I, I could. What my children would be like if I had them that young? So. Exactly. I feel like you need to mature, find your own way, and then when you're ready to have kids, I don't say necessarily ready to have kids, but you you may not. I feel like you may not never be ready, but you can be mentally ready. But if you having them at like a young age, you ain't physically ready, mentally ready, emotionally ready. Like I can't imagine having a kid at twenty one. I would have, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who have had kids earlier in life, and I think there's positives and there's benefits to our benefits and, and and negatives to both sides, right? I mm-hmm. think like the folks that I know that had kids earlier in life, their kids, to your point, are grown, so they're about to be with their husbands or wives, and it's just them. And they have life to live, whereas 
us, like, we're, I'm about to turn 40 mm-hmm. this year. And I mean, I have a five year old and a two year old. So I'm going to be in my 50s before mm-hmm. my wife and I have a, like, an empty nest. Yeah. So I, I just think it depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I'm glad I waited. But for others, I mean, they're looking at me like, I'm about to go on a cruise and I'm not worried about nothing. And got two kids that are not even in kindergarten. So why are you glad that you waited? Um, Because, I mean, I got to do a lot of things mm-hmm. in life. I mean, personally, me, like, I got to travel. I got to study abroad for me. I got to finish school. I got to kind of figure out what I wanted in my career. And I was able to, like, focus on that and not be concerned about other things that might sidetrack mm-hmm. what my longer-term vision was. And I think... Once I did get married and then started having children, I was pretty much on a path where I, I, I finally figured out what it was I wanted to do in life, mm-hmm. where I wanted to go. I think you're always trying to figure out who you are to some extent, mm-hmm. or at least evolve into who you are. But I mean, I was pretty established at that time. So I was in a, I felt like I was in a good place. Whereas if I got married and had kids when I was 20 or 21, not that I wouldn't be where I am today, but I think the path would have been a lot harder to get there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I don't think... If I would have had kids earlier, I would have started my business. And I found out my business is my passion. So I'd have been stuck in corporate America, which is what I'm trying to get out of. And just would have been like, I'm doing this for the kids because I got to provide. But it's like, I'm not happy at all. So I definitely agree with that. It took me, what, I'm about to be 32. It took me about like 30 years to really figure out what I wanted to do. Because I knew what I wanted to do. But then when I got an academic suspension, I had to figure out, I had to relearn what I wanted to do. Because that was out the window at that point. So now I think I really found what I want to do. And so now when I do get married and have kids, I, it's more of a defined role and just trying to figure out how to fit that into my life, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also, I just feel like I feel like the only kind of really having kids late is these kids be having energy. And when you get old, <laughs> the energy ain't there. Like, I'll. I'll say that I agree with that because I think for me personally, it I think it would have been better possibly to at least maybe have knocked out one or two in my 20s. Now, not early 20s, but probably later uh-huh. 20s, just because I feel like I started in my 30s and... I'll tell you, I I did want four kids. Now my husband will act like, oh, you did. I was bamboozled. <laughs> I did want four kids. Now we only have two, and I don't really want any more. But I don't know. I just feel like it's taken a lot. <laughs> I'll say it's not just the physical energy, but it's a lot of mental and emotional mm-hmm. energy as well. And I think that there's a lot with actually carrying a child mm-hmm. and going through that whole process and even dealing with like miscarriage and mm-hmm. things like that. So I just feel like there's a lot more to it than just being like, oh, I just want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And that's how I went into it, thinking like, I'm tough, I can do it. But especially when you get older, because you're damn high risk. Well, yeah. So my baby, the second one was considered what is it like advanced age <laughs> advanced maternal age and i was like what because <laughs> they're like basically how old you're gonna be when the baby is delivered mm-hmm. so i think i was on the verge of turning 35 and i was like oh my god you're telling me i'm old so to speak <laughs> yeah that's what that's what i'm struggling with is like 
thinking like I've never imagined having kids like this late. Like my whole plan was, I think my parents got married at like 29, had me at 30 or something. Yeah. That's the track I was on. Then when I turned 29 and see, I ain't, I wasn't nowhere close to having kids. Yeah. I was just like, because I, I was like you. I wanted four. Mm-hmm. Now I want twins. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> my way, I would have had two sets of twins. I, but to the point, I, I agree on like the two pregnancies though, because I looked at my wife and I feel like even though she said the second one was harder to carry, I remember her with our first, and I just towards the end of that time I was like, oh my god, please just let her like have the baby because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just looks so uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think the other thing that's a challenge is being black. There are issues with black women giving birth hospitals and i think you know when you're older it, there's an additional risk like you're already at risk because of your age but then like, other complications come just because of that and then you have to deal with the disparities in health care mm-hmm. that occur with black women so i don't know like yeah i wanted more kids but i also understand one the risk it is to her but then even selfishly i i can't go through like more sleepless nights. <laughs> we've gotten through them i can't imagine doing <laughs> no, that's what, that's that that is real. Like I really wanted four, and then I was talking to my girl, and I was like, "I know twins would be a lot for you, but I don't think by the time we have kids, we want to go through two pregnancies. Like, let's just have twins, let's knock it out, and if you want a third one, we can adopt." But I'm not. <laughs> I mean, things are different now, so I don't know. People, you saw, I mean, obviously, not everybody has Janet Jackson's resources, mm-hmm. but I think people are having kids. Allegedly, you know, oh, yes, <laughs> allegedly. Look at Beyonce. Um, <laughs> people are having kids, especially women at a much later age, and I think that we've advanced medically to be able to accommodate that. Now, with that said, um, I will say. Things don't always work out according to plan. So it's like, yeah, you have this dream. It's a fairy tale. And I'm going to be married and have my first baby before I'm even 28. But that doesn't necessarily happen. So I don't think you should necessarily have the perspective that, oh, man, like I thought I would have been so much farther along. And now we're going to be so old. Like I wouldn't look at it that way. You're still going to be in your 30s. Uh-huh. Right. And things have changed, right? So our life expectancy is much higher. Mm-hmm. So I think the chances of things going wrong, yeah, people still talk about that, but it's still kind of lower. And now I'm kind of a, um, what is it, when you're scared of stuff having, happening to you, getting sick and stuff? I can't remember the term. Hypochondriac. Hypo- yeah, hypochondriac. <laughs> so, like, I'll tell you, when I had Victoria... <laughs> I started having really bad like chills and mm-hmm. shakes and so because I was reading all sorts of posts and stuff somebody didn't die giving birth and whatnot so I was like oh my god something's wrong I'm about to die over here down to the Winnie Palmer hospital <laughs> like what am I gonna do <laughs> so like I freak out a lot but really when I sit back and think about it you're probably a lot safer than maybe like 10 20 years ago mm-hmm. so why do you feel like women are having kids later because things have changed in our society, right? So we both work. Mm-hmm. We're both, you know, high-powered professionals. Now his is more on, like, diesel. And mine is on, you know, premium. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> was that a good way to put it? <laughs> but um, I just think that for women, right, we went through women's liberation. We have more 
equality in a sense with respect to what we're able to pursue. Now we still have hurdles, right? Because we don't make as much as our male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And then when you throw in, you know, the blackness and color of it, you're mm-hmm. definitely not making as much mm-hmm. um, as your peers. However, I think that women have come a long way in the sense that our sphere is not necessarily the domestic sphere anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out there. We are. We have careers. We're chasing our passions. If you want to be an artist, be an artist. Um, if you want to just be free and travel and hitchhike across the world, you can do that. If you want to be a CEO, you can pursue that. Now, I think for me, sometimes I still have. Um, it's not a hesitation or a reservation, but it is tough sometimes being a working mom. Because you do have to kind of figure out what is the balance between the work and Mm -hmm. then home. Mm -hmm. And especially in our situation, because he ideally would be traveling during the week for work. So trying to make sure that me as the present parent Mm -hmm. is truly present so that the kids don't feel like some sort of a void because, you know, their dad's gone. So how is that balance? Well, so far, (laughs) it's been I think we've done a great job Mm -hmm. with it. Um, I can't say it was always easy, but I, I mean, I've known Marcus for so long that I knew what he was doing for his career. So it didn't come as a surprise to me. So when I signed up for this, I knew what I was signing up for. So I can't say that, oh, it's been great. There have been nights where I'm like, well, I wish he was home and in the bed with me. Or I wish I wasn't mm-hmm. by myself in this house with these kids, but I think it's I think we've done well with it and I think even I mean I, our son probably has experienced it more so than our daughter mm-hmm. but I think that yeah some nights he'll be like I miss daddy but I don't think that it was something that was affecting him mm-hmm. where you'll find in other households like there are probably some more serious issues mm-hmm. because children feel like my dad's not around or my mom's not mm-hmm. around so I think we have a pretty good balance yeah and I also say I think like we your mom here as another true. example so i mean we knew that we were going to need more support than just my wife taking care of the family right and so we moved her mother mm-hmm. down from the northeast and when i'm gone or when i was gone yeah. before we had the pandemic um she would spend the night she would help with the kids in the morning mm-hmm. she would help at night with dinner so i mean it's rough but we were able to find support to help yeah. make that mm-hmm. work right so I'm going to touch on two things. I'm going to touch on your thing first. I agree with you 100%. I do feel like with uh, with women having kids later, majority is because they're having careers, which is in the past they didn't get a chance to have. So they're fulfilling everything they want to do before they before they have kids. And I, I'm, I'm all for it because when you have kids, your life changes. I don't got any kids, but I know when you have kids, your life changes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. And <laughs> I don't I don't want my girl to be like, oh, well, I had to put this on hold because we had a kid handle what you got to handle so that way when it's time for us to have kids it's no like resentment i guess you could say like oh i could have been this i could have been that no you did this because you are this because you did that if that makes sense and then with the with with moving your um mother-in-law there that's key because i feel like nowadays i think part of the reason why people are having kids ladies because the support isn't there like it was back in the day and then I think also it comes into a play that, especially with some of the people having kids young, these grandmothers are young. And they're like, I just got finished raising you. Now I got to raise somebody else? As opposed to where, like, if I was to have a kid within, like, the next year and a half, 
my parents done done raised us. Me, me, and my brothers like the last like <laughs> what? It's not back to back. Exactly. Right? It's not back to back. It's not like I got finished raising you and now like I got to do it all over again because you're still young to where you don't really know or grasp the really idea of what you're doing. Right. And it's like, but that support is real. You need that support. You, I, and I will tell you, like that was one of my larger fears because we were down here. I mean, outside of like having your parents mm-hmm. and, you know, there really is no one else that is close to us mm-hmm. that are down here. Right. And so once we got married and had kids, I kind of wasn't sure I even wanted to stay in Florida because I knew that that support was not going to be there because mm-hmm. you can't do it alone. Like, I, I truly didn't understand the whole concept of it takes a village to raise a child until we needed that village to mm-hmm. raise that child. Um, the other thing I want to touch on, though, is just in terms of, and we talked about it from the perspective of women marrying and having kids later, but I think in general, you're also seeing that across our our generation, simply because things cost too much now. Yes. You know, and it's like you're for, whether you go to college and get a master's after that, or it's you go right to work out of high school and you're trying to build whatever career you're having, it takes time to get yourself established now. I feel like 40 years ago, you could graduate high school, you could go down to a factory, yeah. mm-hmm. you could, you yep. know, build a car, you could, if you could be a maid or a housekeeper, you could be a nanny, whatever. But that was enough to still pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Whereas today, I mean, if you want to be somewhat comfortable, you have to have some money in your pocket. Correct. And so I think it takes a little bit longer to get there as well. And so you're seeing, because of where society has gone, it's forcing people to not take the step to get married mm-hmm. and not take the step to have children because mm-hmm. you can't support one another and you can't support the children. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think exactly. It's, like, it's, it's both. I think women's lib opened up opportunities for females, but I also think in general across the board, it just costs too much. Now. That, that is facts. Like it costs way too much. Like I just be sitting there going like some of my friends have masters and they'd be like, yeah, bro, I only make like 15. And I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so confused Like all this money That you spent To only make 15 When somebody Who only has an associate Can work at a call center And make the same What you made And it's just like yeah, It's exactly. crazy and, and they don't have the debt mm-hmm. They don't have the pressure Or the stress of Sally Mae Banging down their mm-hmm. door I mean it's just It's it's different So I think People are thinking A lot longer And a lot harder Before they get married Yes <laughs> And then before they have kids And even with marriage I have friends that They, they will not get married To some people Because their partners have way too much debt. That's but a real thing. They have way too much mm-hmm. debt. And it's like, I don't want to get married and either take that on or put that on. That's a real else. thing. So, I mean, all that plays a role because then it, it depends on what your salary is. It affects what kind of cars you can buy, mm-hmm. what kind of house you can live in. And I'm not even talking about living in a mansion. I'm talking like just living. It, mm-hmm. it impacts what you can do down the road. So, I mean, I, all that plays a role into why I think people also get married later. Yeah, because it's like, if I don't got no debt, but my girl got tons of debt, our debt becomes one, and now I'm like, hey. Yes. Yeah, because the money is going out. <laughs> <laughs> Law school, okay. <laughs> it just be like, I agree with that a, a thousand percent. Like, I agree with you because I was like, yo, I don't have as much debt as most people. So when I started going out there trying to date again before I got with my girlfriend, I was real particular and asked, like, what kind of bills you got? Because like If you got tons of bills I'm still trying to focus on my bills If we become a union I ain't trying to pay all that I'm not Like I'm just, I agree with you 100% Like I'm not And then even when you think about Like Just 
pay, like penalties that you get if you get married mm-hmm. <laughs> and certain credits you may have had before you got married you might lose after you get married like all that just plays a role into how people make larger decisions in their life today mm-hmm. like i agree with you man um and then also like my, my parents were big on if you can't support yourself you don't need to be making nobody else <laughs> or marrying somebody else because they was like if you can't take care of yourself how you gonna take care of a family Correct. and that always stuck with me yep. so that's probably why i ain't married yet 100 yep. percent. getting close to it now i feel like i can almost at 32 i feel like i can take care of myself and take care of somebody else but leading up to that point i was in serious relationships and they would be like oh talking about marriage i'd be like listen i ain't on that wave just because i don't want to get there and then you'd be like oh my husband can't take care of me no no <laughs> i got a legacy to uphold okay <laughs> but i mean that's real talk, that's real right because even before you get married it's like oh we're in this together i understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from they say I understand that what you make and then you get married and it's like well yeah. why can't we keep the lights on mm-hmm. like I, and throw you, a child in there and Woo! it makes it even 10 times harder and you're sitting there like but we talked about this mm-hmm. before i got married but at the end of the day, like you said, you become one, and so yeah. you got to be able to support each other as one. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to the Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top of the line equipment to you, record your episode, and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they will do the rest. Express yourself, speak your mind and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. Like that's kind of like what I was, what I'm going through now with me moving to New York. It was like I was telling, I was like, I pushed it back because I was like, I don't feel like I'm ready enough yet to support me and to support you. And it was like, I don't want to put myself in a predicament to where you supporting both of us. I was like, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised, you take care of the person you with. So it was like, I rather push it back to make sure I know that I'm ready. And you know she was a little acting like I was getting cold feet. Like, it's not getting cold feet. It's just making sure I can take care of both of us. Because if something happens to you, I got to make sure I can hold down the fort. Otherwise, we in trouble. And you gonna be looking at me. Your parents gonna be looking at me. And if I ain't got Mac together, I'm gonna be looking at y'all like <laughs> y'all wanted me here. Right? Exactly. What it is. But you know, honestly, I feel like that is that's um you have a high level of like self awareness mm-hmm. and self understanding, and I think that's so important because a lot of times people are making decisions and they're making them based upon what other people want them to do or Mm -hmm. what they think it is that they should do. But I mean, you have to be in a space where you know what's right for you before you take that step. Yep. Because like you said, you're then taking on someone else's life, personality, their wants, their desires, et cetera. And you got to be able to fulfill some of that. Right. And Mm -hmm. if you don't know who you are and what you're doing, you can't be any good for the other person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I commend you because you were able to take a step back and be like, you know what? I need a little bit of time doesn't mean i want to be with you i just need a little bit of time exactly because i was just like 
originally, if it was up to me, I would have moved out there to January 2022. But time don't work like well, that. I mean, you, you want to get married. So. Yeah. So I was like, so I pushed it and I was like, all right, I can do like October is reasonable. I can do October. That gives me enough time to between the two jobs, work between the business, make sure all that's straight. So that way when I move up there, so I'm giving myself two years, two years to move out there, really get established. And after that, I'm, I'm going full time my business and I ain't looking back. Are you trying to stay in New York though, or eventually will you guys go elsewhere? Um, I don't want to stay in New York. So we, so uh, we're staying there until her parents reach the other side, and then after that, we're we're moving. Okay. Because it's free daycare, so it's like I can't I can't argue with that. Because daycare, that's another reason daycare is expensive. Daycare is like mortgage out here. It's yeah, (laughs) like another mortgage out here. Daycare. So we're very familiar <laughs> and i'm not trying to so she was like yeah because at first i was like i don't want to like live in new york my whole life she was like we don't gotta live your whole life but we gotta wait until my parents are free daycare and i said like, that's all you had to tell me i'm so old because i'd be seeing my ki- i'd be seeing my friends rent and then daycare just as expensive yeah. and then you gotta and then if you if you take the child out for like a a week you still, still gotta, gotta pay, pay. Yeah. i was yeah. like what <laughs> yeah, I, I was i was like surprised now what they do though is after you're there for like a year, then you get like a week of vacation, so mm-hmm. you don't have to pay. But like that first year, yeah, you got to pay to hold that spot. If you don't pay, you lose it. And there's always a waiting list, so you don't know when you're going to get back in. But that was like a shock to me. I was like, wait, they I got to pay. They have vacation at this one? <laughs> they don't do that? I don't know. Uh-uh. You got to find out. Like, I remember my best friend, her daughter had went away for like a month and a half, and she still had to pay. And I was just time. like, that Soccer. is wild to me especially if in you're a good place because they're like why are we gonna wait for you when someone else mm-hmm. is ready and mm-hmm. willing to step in and pay so when she business. said so when she said daycare i was like you got it because my parents ain't babysitting i can tell you that right now they may but not like that <laughs> they about to be living their best life and i ain't gonna lie i'm not gonna be babysitting i'm gonna be on cruises <laughs> If we on, like, you know, be on islands, yeah. That's exactly how my parents feel. They was like, "Yep." They was like, um, "We'll watch them because we can give them back." But, <laughs> but just like your dad. Yep. But he was like, "But uh, we going to travel." So at the end of the day, here they go, and that that's another reason. Like my mom always told me, my parents always told me at a young age, "You get a girl pregnant, you got to move out instantly." And that was one of my biggest fears. I got to go print. I got to move out. Then I'm already struggling. So now I really got to figure out how to make it. So I think that was also another reason why I haven't had a kid yet. Because of the simple fact that I wasn't ready to. Well, necessarily wasn't ready to live on my own. But I wasn't ready to be forced out the house. Because I have a kid. And it's like. They're like they told us. We done raising y'all. So if you won't have a night off. You better hire a babysitter. Because. We even if even if you want to pay us, it's no, because because <laughs> them screams we we were over that, yeah, we're over that. So and then it's interesting, like hearing me, and then hearing my two brothers, and they ain't, especially the middle ones. He's more established than both of us, and he's like, I ain't nowhere close. He was like, I'm trying to enjoy life, and he was like, I'll have, listen. He was like, I can have kids like another four or five years from now. And it's like when I was 30, my mindset was to have kids. So seeing him is just, it's completely different. 
But you know, I also think with your brother, and I think it's with this with a lot of people. Today, you might not see yourself married at all. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for you to meet the right that's, one. That's facts. That's all it takes. And once you, and once you meet the right one, the whole your whole mentality changes because mm-hmm. you see yourself with no one else but them. And so then it's like, actually, I don't mind being married. I want to be married because I want to spend my life with her. Versus, if I'm just hanging out and we're just friends, then no, I don't want to get married because mm-hmm. I don't see anything more than that. So it. Yeah, he's a free spirit right now, but let him run into someone super special, and mm-hmm. that'll change. Yeah, because that was me. Like, two years ago, I, I didn't see myself in this predicament. I was just like, well, I guess it's another two years of being in the streets. <laughs> 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 and then she came along, and I was like, this, ha- this happened quick, and it was just out of nowhere. And I was just like, where did you come from? Like, because I- Overnight, everything changed. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, I think one of the big reasons is because I read a report where it costs like, I can't remember if it was like 155000 a year or 150000 over the course of like them to be an 18, it costs to raise a child. And I'm just like, that's expensive. I, it, it, I, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not sure it's a year, but I'm going to venture to say it's a lot more than that over <laughs> the course of 18 And it's years. just like, I used to be thinking like, yo, how much money you would have if you don't have kids? Like, kids are expensive. They are, but you know what I will say, and I don't know, Chaz, I mean, you can tell me your perception on it, our perspective on it, but kids are expensive, and I look at how much money I spend on my kids now versus, like, before I was even married. Like, before I was married, I was jet-setting someplace different every weekend. Mm-hmm. I was in the Caribbean. I was in Europe. I was on the West Coast. I was just, like, spending my money and having a good time, and I couldn't see how I would be able to pay for kids or a family. And now I think about all the money I spend on them. And I don't know, like, I don't know how I do it, but you figure it out. You, you, I, you make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard because, I mean, it's your responsibility. You just, some of the stuff that you spend frivolously on now, you don't spend on anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always look at it as an investment. So I'm always like, don't let me down. Because <laughs> <laughs> we put too much yeah. in you. You're supposed to come with a return. Some interest, so I don't know. It's an investment raising children because I mean, you want to give them the best that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Because at least for me, I came from a single parent household, so I know my mom did the best that she could. Um, so I just want to be able to. Obviously, your your parents raised you to try to do better than they did. Mm-hmm. So at least I think we're doing better than our parents did and the hope is only that our kids are going to turn around and double up on us Mm -hmm. you know so what are some of the struggles y'all faced with um having younger kids at a later age that late age stuff (laughs) i mean i i don't know i really don't see it as like a struggle it just was life i mean granted i don't have the energy that Mm -hmm. i would have had if i was like 26 or 27 but I feel like I still had them at an age that I was young enough to like mm-hmm. I can still run around and play with them at mm-hmm. night. We can't kick the ball around, and so I mean I don't really see it as a struggle yet. I think if I was like fifty mm-hmm. and I was having these kids, I would have to have a living nanny. Yeah. I would, I would <laughs> but I mean, right now I think it's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think the there's always a struggle sometimes in raising kids, right? They have different personalities. Sometimes I feel like I'm negotiating with people and I'm like, but you're not even up to half my height. 
So I, I don't I don't see it necessarily as a struggle okay. um, with respect to raising children at mm-hmm. this age. Because I guess I don't look at it as being, I know sometimes we're like, we feel old, but I don't necessarily think that I'm an old parent, especially for the times that we live in. You know, if this was 1982, we'd be and old. We'd be mm-hmm. old. <laughs> and I mean, and even amongst like our core friend group, I, I think we're the only, no, there's one other that, that has, has a baby. Yeah two now i think if we think about your friend that got married or yeah. had a baby last year yep. but i mean out of like a group of eight ten people there's two couples that okay have, three yeah. couples that have babies so i mean i like i said i i still feel fairly yeah young i still and, feel young sometimes as the numbers go up each year you're like oh my god i can't believe i'm getting closer to yeah like i was telling my girl i was like by the time I'm 40, if I can have a situation like y'all to where I have a five-year-old or two-year-old, I'm straight. But if I'm like 38 and I'm about to work on my first kid. But you don't know you're not there yet. I know. I just, I don't have the energy now. That's how you feel, but I think. But you'll find Yeah, it. like yeah. once you have the kid, because you're responsible for that person's mm-hmm. life. Like, you're not going to let the baby just go put their finger in the socket, <laughs> right? You got to go get them. Yeah. So I don't know. You get a burst of energy because honestly, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I got up in the middle of the night and breastfed these two people because thinking about it now, I'm like, oh my God, like I, the thought of it makes me just cringe. Mm-hmm. And I think even leading up, like when you're pregnant the second time around, at least I could be like, oh my God, I'm not looking forward to mm-hmm. waking up. <laughs> and sometimes like mentally it is exhausting because I remember <laughs> one night when, after I had Gardner, this is our first one. Um, I, w- I had pumped, you know, and I was like, oh, yay, I got all these bags of milk. And um, I dropped one in the kitchen. It was like three in the morning or something crazy, some crazy hour. And I just broke down and cried because mm. <laughs> it's like I just spent all this time pumping <laughs> and now I don't have enough milk for him. And so it's just I mean, sometimes it can be draining, but. Honestly, you find the energy. It just comes to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's part of parenthood, I guess. Do you... Is it preferred to breastfeed or, or, or use formula? Or is it a mix of both? So, what I will tell you is this. The experts say that for the benefit and well-being of the child, especially to establish like the proper kind of immunity for them. Um, You should breastfeed up to about six months. So that's what the experts say, and that's what I guess the research says. But you know that some people can't necessarily breastfeed, right? Mm -hmm. There might be medical issues or things might happen even in just delivering a baby where you're not able to do anything for a time. So obviously you don't want to shame people, right? Mm -hmm. Being like, well, you weren't able to breastfeed. So I think it's preferred so that they can get the right immunity through you. But obviously, if you're not able to, um, especially if some people don't even produce enough milk to Mm -hmm. keep the baby, you know, healthy. And I struggled even with production when I had our first child. Um, The second one, it came a lot easier. What I will say is with the second one, by seven months, I was just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And my production started going low. So I started supplementing with formula. And then I was like, hmm, this is easier. So I'm just going <laughs> to go on. I, I went past the six months. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go ahead and mm-hmm. wean her off of. <laughs> How is it weaning off of it? How is it weaning them off? Because I know I have a one friend 
and her daughter was breastfeeding for like a year and a half. And I'm just like, Lord. It's hard. I mean, some people go past a year and a half. It really depends because obviously they say breast milk is the best. So mm-hmm. now I know some people go all the way up to four. I don't know. Talk to Blossom, my Bialik. But I can't, you know, put an opinion on that because every mom is different. Mm-hmm. Every family is different with respect to how they want to raise their children or provide nutrition for their children. Um, now, I will say it's hard to wean because you look at the baby and they want your boobs. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so I remember one time Marcus rolled up in the room because I was weaning Gardner off, but then I was like, my baby just wants the movie. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just wanted to give it to him. He's crying. So it was hard the first time around. The second time around, I think because my production was low, so my daughter was not going to get enough money. Mm-hmm. So if I needed her to Eat, live, she was going to drink yeah, formula. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How how important is it? To have your kids on a schedule, especially when, especially when they're new. Uh, I think the kids need to be on it. I mean, I was talking to you before mm-hmm. we even started this. Even at, now, I'm like 8.30, they need to be in bed. And we don't always make that time, but I think you need to put structure in their life from the time they get up mm-hmm. and to the time that they go to bed because they just need to kind of understand how their day needs to move. And mm-hmm. I think it allows them to be able to plan ahead of time, be able to think through what they, even at that young age, like they can think through what they do. And I, like, I look at my daughter who is two and she comes in the house and she, I, I mean, she knows to put her shoes down. She knows to go wash her hands before she gets mm-hmm. her chair. Like, I just feel like you can put structure in kids at such a young age. And I think it just helps them to kind of like flourish. Like mm-hmm. don't confine them. Right. And don't stunt them. But I think they need to be on a schedule. So that they just have a way they're operating like they know bath time is after dinner mm-hmm. and you know and then after dinner you talk to your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles and then you go to bed they they understand that nothing is a surprise to them and so when we say it's bedtime no one's screaming and yelling because you just understand that's the deal mm-hmm. yeah i believe especially at a young age structure is important because when you get older it's harder to instill that when as they get older it's harder to instill that in them i 100 percent agree yeah like, I have some of my friends, they one-year-olds be going to bed at, like, 10. I'd be like, y'all are tripping. Y'all are <laughs> so tripping. what I would say, I do agree that the kids do need structure. Now, every child is different in the sense that we had our first one, and for a time when we were waiting for our home to be uh-huh. done, right, we were staying with my mom for a couple of months, and so... I don't even know why, but we didn't have his crib. So I think I thought, because oh, it's he fine. Used a little Mickey Mouse Yeah, bed. he had like his toddler bed then, but he didn't care to sleep in that. So for a time, it was like a sleepover for him. Like my grandma's here, my mom and dad are uh-huh. here. And so he didn't want to go to bed. So now obviously working to get him off of that uh-huh. was temporary because we stayed with my mom temporarily. But I do think it's important, right? They shouldn't be going to bed, not necessarily at 10, but they go through phases where mm-hmm. they may go to bed late. So every now and then there's a surprise period where you're like, go to sleep, or you'll have to deal with the, I gotta go pee, I need water. Mm-hmm. And they give you any excuse. <laughs> so that can come and go, it happens. Whereas like our daughter, she's just like, look, it's I'm bedtime. Tired. <laughs> but even her, as good as she is and how structured she is with bedtime, She's had a few moments where there'll be a week and she is down here with us at a certain point till like 11. Mm-hmm. We tried but it's everything. not consistent, right? Yeah. Whereas like Gardner, it was consistent. It Our was. daughter, I mean, 
probably she would tell us it's time to go to bed. Yeah. We all would be hanging out. She's <laughs> like, it's bedtime. bedtime. <laughs> I mean, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. And she goes to her room and she sleeps through the yeah. night. Yeah. So it's not consistent. It definitely isn't consistent. But they do have some periods where their sleep patterns will change, mm-hmm. especially as they grow and learn more things and they're aware. So they're probably excited from their day. So mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want to go to bed because you're probably going to do something fun. Mm-hmm. They don't want to miss out. What is the adjustment period like when you bring a newborn home? Uh, you don't have an adjustment period. <laughs> okay. And I tell, like, one of my friends is actually about to have, um, I'm not, she is about to have a baby, but when she had her first baby, it's her second one. But I told her, I was like, look, when they come into this, like, enjoy every moment that you have, because even up until that baby comes out, it is just going to be you and your husband. And then that baby pops out. And literally, the nurse takes the baby out, puts him or her on the mother's chest, and leaves the room. And you're really sitting in the hospital, like, so... We're family. Like, <laughs> 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 and I mean, and I, personally, I wasn't ready for that. I, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but you really blink your eyes and your whole world changes. So I, there is no adjustment period. You, you become a parent. There isn't. And I feel like people gave me, like, a ton of advice, like, oh, like, but... but at the end of the day, I was like, none of this advice helped. We did the birthing like, classes. The and mm-hmm. class, yeah. It went, it all went out the window because yeah. once the labor started, I was just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's no preparation, no adjustment. It's here, and this is baby, and go for it. And I mean, you really have to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. I, because even with, um, during our first one, like our son would sleep all day. Because you were in the hospital for what, two days? Yeah. And I mean, would sleep all day in the hospital, all day. And then at like 1.32 in the morning, <laughs> his little feet would start kicking at the back of his crib. And they would cry for like two hours. And it, I, I mean, you're already exhausted because you were up a whole day before giving uh-huh. birth, right? And then now, especially for my wife, like you're having to try and feed the baby. I'm tired as hell looking at her trying to feed the baby. It, I mean, your life just changes instantly. So... We're taking a long time to say it, and we've already said it, but there is no adjustment period. Mm-hmm. You are a parent as soon as that baby comes out. That's why I feel like, and we'll close it on this, that's why I feel like it is very important to marry somebody you can get through the tough times with. Because from what I've learned and from what I'm seeing, baby changes things completely. So you change that, that baby coming all of a sudden is like, ooh, I don't know if I can do this. Or ooh, you not pulling your weight enough with the baby, and then there's tension in the relationship. Well, and I, you know, and we focused in on the baby in that last mm-hmm. time, but I think it's bigger than just the baby. I, jobs are going to change, mm-hmm. money situations are going to change. You might have health issues that are going to change. You might just get tired of each other from the time to time and need a break from seeing each other. Like there's so many different things that can happen in a marriage because when you say I do it hopefully is for life right mm-hmm. and you know if we're lucky like our grandparents they were married for 50 years so i mean i think about like that's a long time to be with somebody so many things can happen in that time and if you're marrying someone for the superficial when things get hard it's easy to turn around and walk away mm-hmm. but i think if you marry the right person you marry your friend you marry someone who is going to be down for you and who you truly love and who truly loves you when things get hard it's not even that you're willing to fight through the battle. It's not necessarily even a battle you're fighting through. It's just a difficult time, and you guys work together to get over 
partner. Mm-hmm. Versus if you're with someone you don't want to be with, then it's a struggle to stay with that yeah. person. Yeah. I will say, even through having kids, I mean, I think that's probably some of the tougher moments. But to me, it was just a tough moment. It was never like, oh, we're going through like a tiff for us, so to speak. It was just an adjustment for us, like becoming parents and then having two and dealing with one and then a newborn at the same time. So anytime that I felt like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Or, oh, my God, I can't. It's never been like, oh, I'm so mad. I can't believe mm-hmm. it. You know, it was just more of like, man, we'll look at each other like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never. It's kind of been easy, I will say, in the sense that I think because we know each other so well. So there will be times where I'm like, okay, so he's irritated. And it could be work or what have you. Mm-hmm. But we just have a really good pulse on each other. And I, we grew up together, essentially. So tough times are really just us being like, damn, like the world is ending. Yeah. This <laughs> pandemic is Because I know a lot of people had a hard time with mm-hmm. the pandemic. But for us, it's just like, well, we'll, we'll look at like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's really how it is. And we've been able to really just kind of laugh through life so far. Yeah. That's good. We gonna wrap this up. This was fun. Thank y'all for for getting on. This was a good way to, yeah, to end the series. I'll be liking to put myself out there mm-hmm. like that, but I mean, <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to help. So I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. Um, so this is gonna be the last part, the last uh, part of the marriage kit series. The next series that comes out will be July. The Baby Daddy Chronicles. Something different. So what's the Baby Daddy Chronicles? <laughs> so. It's going. It's a test run for when I have a kid, because the the theory is when I have a kid, I'm I'm a chronicle it from when I find out she's pregnant all throughout the life. So it's just a test run to see what people want me to talk about, and have different guests on and go from there. So you know, something a little different. But well, best of luck. I know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but um, you already know y'all can follow me, man. The podcast Instagram average jtpc. Um, the personal Instagram, the original playmaker, leave me a review, five stars ratings. If you want to be on, if you want to start a podcast, hit me up, www.theaveragejoemedia.com. The work feast week speaks for itself. And so next week, man, you already know what it is. Philippians 413. Peace. This is an average Joe media production.